0: Welcome to the Powered by Mind podcast. I am your host, Jojo, and the aim of this podcast is to motivate, invigorate, and inspire provoking positive mindsets. I believe self-awareness is key to making your dreams a reality, and I want to help people by sharing insights on what I have learned through my life experiences, and that I might even help just one person enhance their life and bring more positivity and fun into the world. So, if you're ready, let's go. So, what we're we going to be talking about today, we're going to be talking about gardening. Yep. Gardening. Um, I really don't know a lot on the topic of gardening, but we'll give it a go, shall we? No, not really. We're gonna, but we are going to be talking about gardening, but it's mind gardening. So basically, I've got this amazing saying. It's actually done by William Wordsworth, who was a poet, and it is: "Your mind is a garden. Your thoughts are the seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds." And I absolutely love this saying, so I'm going to talk about it. Because I found it really helped me in a time when I was massively overthinking. It's a fantastic analogy to picture your thoughts and how you want your mind to be. Because what it's saying is what you think about and what you focus on grows. Your outside life or the life you have right now is a direct reflection of the mind and the things that you're thinking, which affect the way you feel and the things you do. So your feelings and the actions that you take because of what you're thinking about. And your thoughts create your reality. So picturing your mind like a garden brings up a really strong image to ask yourself, what's my mind or my garden like? Is it light and beautiful and healthy and filled with colour? Or is it unruly and dark and grey and wild and taking over? Is the fruit failing to grow? Hypothetically, which one of those two would you like to hang out in? When I think about my mind being a garden, I picture Kew Gardens or a beautiful garden with loads of yellow and red tulips, because they're my faves, colourful flowers and trees bursting with big juicy fruits and vast manicured lawns, and I bet a majority of you do too, or I hope you're picturing the light and colourful garden. When I compare that image to what is really going on or ask myself if my mind was a garden, is it what I want it to look like? The answer is normally, I better go put my gardening gloves on because we've got some work to do here, Jojo. (laughs) I'll probably always have to go out and work on my garden, on my mind. But once you have an image of how you want it, it gives you something to work towards. So whether you're picturing a beautiful garden or not, either way, the best thing about this saying and what it brings about is you get to choose. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. You can have a positive, helpful, you know, you can have positive, helpful thoughts and you can nurture and develop them, planting them into your mind, weeding out the negative ones and getting rid of them just as you go, which is a little bit of work every day. Or you can just have negative thoughts and let them run wild, leaving your garden to grow whatever comes up and potentially having a garden full of weeds. Now let's think about this. It's not easy to have a beautiful, in-order, Garden. It entails work. And to start with, if you haven't had much to do with mind gardening, aka mindset, you can have a lot of work ahead of you. Have you ever noticed that it's far easier to have a garden full of weeds, just like your mind? It seems easier to think negatively. Why is that? Why is it easier to let those negative thoughts in? Well, put simply, it's because we have brains that are actually wired, geared, towards seeking negativity. And the reason for that is it's to keep us safe. And this goes way back to prehistoric times when we needed our brains to seek for danger so we were not eaten by like the saber-toothed tigers. And thank goodness we don't have to worry about that anymore. But that's why our brains have a negative bias or a negative preference. Now, with that in mind, excuse the pun, but we can stop beating ourselves up about having negative thoughts and celebrate that we're human. Yay! And thank our beautiful brains for trying to keep us safe. Thanks, brains. Besides, negative thoughts can, at times, be helpful and help us out when we're in a pickle. Because they're seeking for dangers and they're looking for all the different possibilities in a situation. The point is, much like weeds, unwanted thoughts pop up everywhere you don't want them to. And if you're not careful, boom, they can take over. So if your mind is a garden that makes you the gardener, you know, the one responsible for looking after it, which means you need to know what you're taking care of. So have you ever wondered what a thought actually is? Where does it come from? You have so many of them. And I'm not even going to try and give you an exact figure because there's lots of conflicting research. But let's say I've read somewhere that it's between six and 50,000. And I've even heard somewhere that you have 70,000 thoughts a day. So that's a lot of thoughts. Or in this case, seeds coming into your garden. But you know what's cool? When you start to have an awareness of your thoughts and you figure out that even though they come to you automatically and fast, You don't actually have to keep any of them. You can't always choose the first thought, but you can definitely choose what you do with it and with the second and the third thought and the fourth and the fifth thought and how you let them play out or how they escalate. You don't have to roll with that thought you just had or let it take over or let it go off on a tangent. You can rein it back in at any point and go, hang on a minute, no, 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 no. I don't really like that thought. It's not taking me down a good route. It's not taking me down a good path. I'm going to just like send it off now and not feel bad about myself for having it, not beat myself up. I'm just going to send it off, let it go, and then I'm going to change what that thought is. I'm going to change it to what I want it to be. You can become the customs or like the border control of your mind. You're like standing on the, uh, where would you be? Like on the, at the gate of your garden, let's say, deciding which seeds or thoughts you're going to allow in. And also which ones you can let go of and blow away from your garden. I picture this like a dandelion flower, you know, when they've gone from a dandelion to those white puffy puff balls. Make a wish, blow the seeds away, acknowledge them, let them go. When I was a kid, um, I remember having thoughts that they weren't so nice. So, and But I remember really stewing on them about what a bad person I was. How can I have such a bad thought? You know, there must be something wrong with me, you know, to even let them come into my mind. I actually thought that I was bad. The thing is, I didn't act on my thoughts, but this didn't stop me from thinking I was bad. If only I'd known then, it may have changed how much time I spent actually mentally beating myself up and being so down on myself. So it's really important to be able to communicate with kids so they can feel safe to come and talk to you about what they're thinking. This is kind of what You know, if that was happening to me, for me, it's really important that kids want to come and talk to you. I mean, that like they, it's hard for them to understand their thinking anyway. You know, they don't really understand it. I mean, adults, we're still trying to figure ourselves out. So imagine how children must feel. How confusing it must be. And kids need guidance with their minds, their gardens, with the seeds, the right ones to keep and which ones are good for their garden. And I'm not saying like you have to control their thoughts, not at all. I'm so. You don't really want their thoughts to be like yours, because they'll just be a mirror of you. More that they need help to identify what's what? How to pick the right type of thought, nurturing the ones that are good or positive, to get deep-seated roots there, so they don't go planting weeds all over the place. Or when they have, you know, hard times, they can go back to those deep roots and those good thoughts to come through. And this is especially important in children because they're developing thoughts which turn into beliefs which become their automatic or subconscious thoughts and beliefs through adulthood. Now luckily due to neuroplasticity we now know that the mindset is changeable but the thing is it just gets a little hard as you get older due to the deep connections you've already made. Anyway the point is we can't help and guide kids or children or people younger than us if we're not able to do it ourselves. So besides, they mostly do what we do and not what we tell them to do. So you may have heard uh, someone like Peter Crone talk and say, children will rarely succeed in doing what you tell them to do, but they will always succeed in becoming you or doing what you do which is my biggest incentive to help adults with their mindset so they can become the example and teach the younger generation to grow into the best versions of themselves. So first, having the awareness of our thoughts and which ones we want can take out a lot of the hard work. The next step or key to having a beautiful garden is a good environment for the seed to grow or the thought to grow. Okay, so what do seeds need to grow? They need the right conditions. They need good quality soil nutrients, they need good food and water and the right amount of sunlight. And you know, where are you shining that sunlight? On the flowers or the weeds? So what I mean by all of that is you need to make the environment the best place you can for what you plant to have the best chance of survival. And this is the same for your mind. To have a healthy mind, are you eating right? Are you getting the right nutrients to your brain? 20% of energy needed for your body is used by your brain and you want to make sure it's getting the good stuff, the healthy stuff. So what are you chucking in there? Are you filling yourself up with junk food and saying, I feel so fatigued. I don't know why. I just, my mind seems so foggy. I can't think straight. And you're putting the wrong fuel in your body because that's the equivalent to chucking poison into your water and then throwing it onto your garden and wondering, you know, oh, why is it not growing? I mean, it would barely survive, let alone thrive in that uh, kind of conditions or chucking poison on it. Are you drinking plenty of water? And at the right time. Are you drinking water when you first get up? After being asleep all night, your brain gets really dehydrated and the first thing you need to put in it is water to help it, you know, rehydrate and function well. In fact, are you drinking water at all? Maybe you're not even drinking water. Maybe you need to start. Maybe you won't know yourself if you start drinking water. Who are you letting plant in your garden as well? So these are the seeds that are coming in from other people. There could be people that are trying to plant things in your garden or throw some weeds in because yours is better than theirs. Or do they drop their weeds in your garden just because they're there and they happen to just be on their shoes? So for example, are you aware of how other people affect you and the way you think when you're around them? So if you're around negative people, are you picking up what they're putting down just by being around them? It's a great thing to check in with yourself. Are these my thoughts? Are they my feelings? Do I want them in my mind? Do I like these people being so close to my garden, chucking weeds in all the time? does it make it hard for me to maintain a good garden, good mental health? Do I need to put some distance there, you know? You want your garden or your mind to be a beautiful place. And if someone comes into your garden and starts being disrespectful and walking all over your flower beds, destroying your hard work or bringing in weeds, it's okay to ban them from your garden before all your hard work is destroyed. And are you reaching for the right gardening tools as well? So when you're gardening, you can use tools. they really helpful. And what tools are you using? You know, you've got things like gratitude. I've talked about it before. You can use this to crush those negative thoughts. And there's other tools you can use as well, like meditation. And that's a good one to clear your mind, clear the space to organize your thoughts. And you might say, you know, oh, I can't meditate. My mind's way too busy for that. I've tried it. it doesn't work. Well, that's what it's for. Because for me, it's like having a huge paddock to mow, like a massive paddock, and being offered a tractor and a slasher to do the job and saying, oh, no, I can't do that because I don't know how to drive a tractor. I'll, I'll just be over here with my scissors, trimming the grass by hand. Yep, that will work, but it's going to take you forever And you'll probably never get on top of it. It may take a bit of time to learn, you know, how to do a tractor, uh, how to do a tractor, how to drive a tractor. But in the long run, it will be much easier to just learn to drive the meditation tractor. Not that I ever thought I'd use meditation and tractor in the same sentence, but there you go. So it might take a little bit of time to learn to do it, but it's going to save you time in the long run. And are you tending to your garden daily? You can spend ages getting the right environment, yet a weed will grow from nowhere. Now, let's get one thing straight, okay? You are never going to get rid of all the weeds. Weeds or negative thoughts grow really easily. And like I said earlier, the brain actually seeks for these thoughts. And sometimes they can be helpful. But what happens if you just let weeds grow? They take over. And then you've got like a couple of choices there. You can either let them take over well you can put a bit of work in and get rid of them but the key is to keep on top of it because what happens if you leave one weed it becomes more and more and more and more until it's overwhelming just like your thoughts more and more and more and they're hard to get on top of so like negative thoughts one moment they're not there and the next moment they're running away with you so catch them get rid of them Remembering to be kind to yourself as you do it as well. Like you don't see a gardener pulling weeds from a garden and saying, oh, I'm so stupid. How did I let this weed in my garden? I'm just no good. I should quit. Your garden will never look good if you just let it get overrun by weeds. So you have to look after your mind in the same way, okay? And this is the thing. When times get hard, you're going to be in a better position to deal with whatever comes up. If you imagine um, a big negative life event happening, let's say you have a bad breakup and you can imagine it like going through a rainstorm, okay? There's a big storm coming and you stay inside and you don't go out because the weather is so bad. And what's happening to your garden after a big storm? Sun comes out and all the plants go crazy and there's heaps of gardening to do. Weeds sprouting everywhere. And you might think, I just don't know where to start. There's so many weeds everywhere. But if you put the work in, or if you've worked on your mindset or on your garden, you have already been putting the work in and will probably be thinking, thank goodness I've done a bit of work before because now there's not so much to do. And it's easier to navigate the negativity. So, getting on top of the weeds is just like practicing mindfulness. All the time you're catching the weeds, throwing them away, catching the negative thought, throw it away. Catch it, throw it away. Oh, and here comes another one. Catch it, throw it away. Weeding, weeding, weeding all the time. And like anything, after a while, it just becomes so automatic and much easier to do. And the result is a beautiful garden that you really enjoy being in. So, just to recap, I'm not 100% sure if I've covered everything, but you get the gist. Your mind is a garden, your thoughts are the seed. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. You're the gardener, you get to choose your seeds. Or your thoughts, you have to be intentional or it won't look the way you want, your mind won't look the way you want it to be. and if you let your garden or your mind get overrun with negativity or negative thoughts, it may be a bit of work to start with, but once you get on top of it, it's just maintenance. So really be careful about what you let grow in there, maintaining the weeds and having some rules about you know who who and what you let come into your garden. And remember, you can be border control. And how your garden ends up growing is a reflection, or how your life is, is a reflection of the work that you're actually doing within that garden, within your mind. If it's beautiful, if your mind is fantastic and positive, it's because of the work that you have put in. And if it's not, and if your life's not the way you want it to be, then it's a direct result of your lack of work. When your mind... Your garden is beautiful. It will inspire others to want to be around it and to grow their garden as beautiful as yours. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I have really enjoyed speaking to you today. And if you like this episode, please share the love with a friend or with the people you know if you think it's something that they can benefit from. And if you did like this podcast, please subscribe to it however you're listening to it. And thank you again so much for listening. I really appreciate you and I hope you have an amazing day.